everyone. Today is August 15, 2020. This is the Dual Assessment, your podcast for Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. My name is Green Ranger. This is a pretty um, chill week in Duel Links. Um, coming back off the nerfs from Witchcrafters. Um, that was uh, the main topic last week, but looking at some of the tournament lists afterwards... Um, the main event this week is DD Castle Siege, so not too much to unpack from that event, but we're going to talk about some uh, leftover things, rank duels update, pick a gift campaign, but really, even though the DD Castle was the main event, in uh, the game itself, there was a leak of XZs. Not really a leak, a teaser, Easter egg, um, hype, ad, whatever you want to call it, of XZs. So I kind of framed that into my question of the week, into you know asking the community what XZs everyone is expecting first or whatever. And I'm going to take a look at those XZs because I am not familiar with what XZs are. I had to go watch the tutorial. So just before I begin... This is episode 179 of the Dual Assessment Podcast. I've been doing this for three and a half years. I think last year and a half without Deck Tech. And yeah, just uh, if you like this podcast, if this podcast has made a difference to anything in your uh, life, your entertainment has helped you uh, dueled, uh, helped you in the game in any way, please subscribe, uh, tell your friends. I, um, as, as, as you all know, it, I just do this for myself for, um, because I still, I, I always play the game, so I haven't really stopped playing the game despite the highs and the lows, but, um, one man effort and any bit of help is much appreciated. So, in my week in Duel World, I've actually been suffering from exhaustion, like physical exhaustion, um, and that has affected me in all ways of life, and including gaming. It's not like I stopped Duel Links for another game. I'm not cheating on Duel Links. I'm just not playing many games in general, and I'm at night. I um, I I turn on the Duel Links for a few ranked games. I'm auto-dueling on the train for the event, so I don't know if that counts, but uh, in terms of ranked duels, I'm playing a little bit at night, and I just get tired, and I'm done. Like, I I sleep I sleep earlier than I did the uh, last few weeks, so that has been affecting me, and um, yeah, it's just the overall lack of energy. It's not really anything. Um, I, I have been complaining about the Witchcrafter nerf, but... I'm still playing the deck. I'm playing various versions of the deck pre-nerfed. It, the nerf is not active yet, but I'm just playing it with the nerfs in advance. I don't see a point in hitting King of Games right now with three Holidays and three uh, Charge of the Light Brigade because that's kind of it's not a challenge. You know, um, if I don't hit King of Games, so be it. But I want to do it with the nerfs in place, and I'm trying out different ones. I reached Legend 4 at some point. I'm not sure if I'm there again. I'm definitely Legend 3. But at some point I deranked all the way down to Legend 1. 
Um, I thought about giving up the deck entirely until I was inspired by one of the um, tournament deck lists. Let's talk about esports with that transition to tournament deck list. Uh, MCS Duel Links Meta Championship Series 33 happened last sa- Saturday, so it was a whole week already. First place, Edu16, one of the best players in the world. Sorcery, Conduit, Element, Saber, Invoked. So, not much has changed from the deck. Um, they were last hit by that Malo nerf that put it as, as a limit one. So, you know, um, no Malo. We haven't really seen that card since the nerf. And... It's just what's changed in Element Sabers is the back row. There's always the con- uh, constant three Alistair, three Malehu, one Lapoya, one Nalu, and three of the field spell, two of the invocation. Back rows is what's evolving. Three Fiendish Chain, one Karma Cut. You know, those are the pay to win traps, if you will. Selection box only. Lista Squad works for the deck. Two Palazzo Canadia. Your water attribute sometimes. And Wall of D. Wall of D is a card to look out for. It's not a new card by any means. It was released almost three years ago from Servant of Kings, which seems to be a pretty good box. Um, and it, it was always like the really good trap card to put in during the battle phase. But then we moved away from battle phase traps because of various effects that negated them. And now we're back. You're going to see a lot of decks this week with Wall of D. Wall of D just works great with uh, Purgatrio. Second place Kid Main Switcheroo Invoked Neos. Invoked Neos, I'm not sure if they've overtaken Element Sabers. I would say they have overtaken Element Sabers. But, yeah, they don't play Magellanica. They don't have Earth Attribute, so... Nothing special about the deck. Three Alistair, three Keeper of Dragon Magic, three Volcanic Shells, Neos, two Invocation, two Neos Fusion is kind of what you use. And then the back row, three Paleozoic Canadia, two Rageki Break, two Karma Cuts, one Fusion Reserve. Top four Drizzle, Cyber Style, Cyber Dragon, not dead yet. The notable thing about the Cyber Dragon deck is there are two copies of Offerings to the Doomed. This is a card that we see in various decks sometimes. It has made an appearance in Witchcrafters recently. Um, otherwise, Cyber Dragon is still the same. Nothing uh, different about it. Top 4 Trap Dexter Switchroot Invoked Neos. Yep, uh, so all 3 out of 4 of these decks are Invoked decks. Uh, the maximum play to, uh, pay to win here, two Phoenix Chain, three Karma Cuts, three Ultimate Providence. Ultimate Providence is good in a deck with a full mix of uh, monsters, monsters and spells. And I think negating the monster effects are more important than anything, but the spells are pretty good too against Invocation, you know, as you can tell. Battle Phase 84. First place, Prez, 1, 2, 3, Switcheroo, Invoked, Neos. Uh, looks the same. Um, you know, Ultimate Providence, Divine Wrath, good against those effects. Rageki Break, Karma Cut. It also has the Transmigration Prophecy to combat Graveyard Usage. Two Paleozoic Canadian. We're seeing 
We're seeing the best trap cards here in the meta. Second place, Alex13, Balanced Dark Magician. Balanced Dark Magician started to become a thing now um, after their nerf to Magician's Rod. Fewer spells so they could put in some of those traps. You have, you have to have your three Magician's Navigation. They chose the two Paleozoic Canadia and Ultimate Providence. I'm sure they probably would use uh, Karma Cut or something. Um, they had it or something. Third, uh, top four, Necro, level augmentation, Shirinui. Yep, they, if you just had this type of deck build for a long time. Again, another back row deck. Not much to say about this. Top four, Blue Boy, Destiny Draw, Invoked, Element Saber. This is actually an interesting deck. You got your three, Alistair, two, Invocation, three, Field Spell, Palace of the Lords, two, Malehu, one, Lapoya, one, Nalun. Now the rest. Uh, the trap cards, Divine Wrath, Venus Chain, two bad aims, that's not really a... Bad aims are a really good card that's not really, like, popular. Like the Vogue trap. One Karma Cut, one Altered Providence, then there's Lava Golem, and then there's Kiteroid. So Lava Golem and Kiteroid obviously are not very conventional cards in this type of deck. Lava Golem's good for removing threats that cannot be removed, if that makes any sense, so... Anything that can dodge and has protection, uh, Lava Golem just clears them out. If they do get rid of Lava Golem, you just use it as a fire attribute for Purgatrio. Something like that. Duelings Meta Weekly 137. This is the deck that um, brought me back to life. Negative 1, Show of Nightmares, Light Sworn, Witchcrafter. So, I was saying how they were dead. Uh, not really dead, but they got nerfed too early. Negative one goes out and wins first place in this tournament, so good on him. And they were the top deck in the top 32, six out of the top 32 decks with relatively low representation. So negative one's deck, what's notable about this deck is it runs three Galaxy Cyclones and three Night Beams. That's all you could say is special about this deck, but Night Beam is a re revelation. Um, everyone was running Storm including myself, and I guess Night Beam's just better. And I would say you would run this in the Show of Nightmares build rather than the Balance build. You're going to have to have, you know, your better spell cards and then some trap cards, and this one doesn't really focus on the trap cards. It only has one of each for the Witchcrafter traps, but uh, nothing like Rageki Break or anything like that. Uh, three Night Beams, three Galaxy Cyclones. I only have one Galaxy Cyclone, so I've been playing this other version that has Nobleman of Extermination and then that Sky Striker Jammer card or whatever it's called. I figure it'll do the same thing in a funkier way. But this is a Witchcrafter deck just with those additions and got first place. Second place, Lamp Posted Tie That Binds Ritual Beast. Ritual Beast get even scarier when you throw in those best trap cards. Two Phoenix Chains, two Karma Cuts, three Wall of Thieves. Um, I don't really remember what was in its place. They probably ran... They didn't run Econ. Um, they may have ran like Cosmic Cyclones and things like that. But now, uh, pretty scary deck. They stall a little bit with those uh, six trap cards. And then they just go off and one turn kill. Up four, Ethan 31, level augmentation, Shirinui. Um, this one uses Paleozoic Canadia, which isn't the most conventional, 
but it's an even level body which works very well with their even leveled synchro plays so that's really good for them uh, wall of d again you notice that in this deck and top four david mcgree see you later uh evil eye super clean deck list three medusa two basilius two evil eye of selene three uh evil eye domain pareidolia that's a field spell three evil eye of gorgoneo two storms two treacherous trap hole three evil eye defeat yeah they don't have a lot of room for tech cards storm seems to be one of their like main uses so storm's kind of core they just have two treacherous trap hole evil eye defeats a pretty good removal card itself i think the see you later is to help the um i don't know what's for medusa maybe i know medusa is really good because she keeps her attack even if the equip spells are destroyed Nice to see a deck like this. They are pretty tricky in ranked duels. I've faced them a few times in ranked duels now, and they usually get the best of me. So tier list update. This came out after the Witchcrafter nerf. Invoked Neos are the sole tier 1 deck. It has moved up. Uh, Black Wings got moved down to tier 2, as did Witchcrafter for the nerf. Blue Eyes, Shiranui, and Element Sabres have been re-promoted. Element Saber and Invoke Neos are the invoked decks. They are um, they're pretty much dominating before that um, Duel Links meta weekly. Tier 3, we have a lot of stuff here. Crystrons, Dark Magicians, Guki, Ritual Beast, and Masked Heroes have been moved back up. Um, they're playing a different version now, I think. It's helping them. Infernities and Weather Painters have been moved off, so if if you were building an Infernity deck, you know, you could still hit King of Games with it. I'm sure it could still win a few tournaments, but the consistency probably isn't there. They are a fragile one-turn kill deck. Fun deck, but you're going to have to uh, cough up some gems to play it because you have to buy the previous box for Coral Dragon. That's something, if you don't realize, that you have to do. Um, you do get a bunch of free stuff, but you will have to buy uh, that box for only one of the... Infernity Archfiend, but you need three launchers to play the deck the best. And then that Coral Dragon, like I mentioned. Weather Painters? They're tricky. They they have a lot of control. They bounce your stuff back to your hand repeatedly. I tried playing against it with Witchcrafters, and I was negating stuff. Uh, sometimes right, sometimes wrong, and then I wound up losing. Yeah. Um, not too much to say about Weather Painters. Alright, let's move on. So the main uh, event this week in Duel Links is the DD Castle Siege. Uh, a few things to say about this event. Kind of taking on those, um... I forgot what they used to be called. DD Tower? Yeah, DD Tower. I always liked these events. They were the straight-up PvE events. Uh, not much to worry about of disconnecting or anything like that. There's some similarities to the previous event, which was uh, the Dual Carnival. Uh, both give really bad rewards. So, well, these, I can't say that. The old rewards, the Chaos Betrayer from the DD Castle Emergence is pretty good, actually. Uh, Cyber Angel Edaton is also a reward. So if you um, want extra copies of that card and don't have it, that's pretty good. 
but uh, Dark City too, I guess. But the two new cards kind of suck. Um, not much to say about that. But in con- in contrast to the Dual Carnival, this takes up no time at all. Like I already got to whatever I need to get to this morning. Like I just w- I didn't even get out of bed and I leveled up. That's how easy it was. And with the Dual Carnival, you're just like. Your teammates aren't doing anything. You're playing PvP, and uh, it's kind of annoying. So, you know, two different events, both with bad rewards, bad new rewards, and one takes very little time, one takes a lot of time. So, I mean, that's the difference. And they did some kind of weird thing with the storyline this time, where the uh, vampire hunter is whipping the tour guide. Um, as the tour guide is the a mascot of this podcast. I don't even know what the tour guide is. I don't think she's a vampire because vampires are zombies in uh, Duel Links. I mean, in Yu-Gi-Oh. She looks like a vampire, but she's not. So she's a fiend, so I guess she's a demon. I don't know what the vampire hunter is doing. Uh, what what they thought would happen if uh, this storyline took off, but there's just a vampire hunter... Whipping the tour guide. That's the storyline. We still have to get through the last part. The last uh, eight floors, I believe. Um, so, also at Duel Links Meta says there are challenge floors. Where if you beat the 7, seven 15, 22, and 30 of um, bosses in less than 10 turns, you get some gems. I hit the 70 gem. Actually, I lost that duel. Might have to go back because these are a lot of rewards. These are 180 gems overall if you do beat those bosses in 10 or less turns. That might actually require self dueling over auto dueling. Let's talk about these two uh, not good cards Darkness Destroyer, level 7, Dark Fiend, 2300, 1800. Cannot be a special summoned. This card can attack twice during each battle phase. If it attacks defense, monster inflict piercing battle damage. So what kills this card is it's uh, no special summons. This is a 2 tribute monster as a level 7, 2300 attack. So it's pretty bad. It hits twice. It pierces. Those are both good things. But it's not enough to counteract that it can't be special summoned. Must require 2 tributes. So that's what hurts this card. Um... No real point to this card. I don't think it's in a. I don't think it's in an archetype. Let me let me look up this card. See if it's it has any synergy with anything. Very generic name to Darkness Destroyer. In the Darkness archetype. Not really anything though. All right, that's it. Cocoon Veil trap card. Activate by tributing one face of Chrysalis Monster. This turn, any damage to a player caused by an effect becomes zero. Special summon one new Spatian Monster written on the Chrysalis card uh, you tributed from your monster from your hand, deck, or either player's graveyard. So this is like a Neo Spatian archetype where they had those baby characters. So the Chrysalis Monsters are the baby characters. You tribute it with this trap card. So that's two cards right there. Uh, you prevent burn damage, so it's an anti-burn card. 
Then you special summon the Neospatian from your deck, most likely. Hand, deck, or a graveyard, sure. Um, very irrelevant. Uh, all parts of this card are very irrelevant. Playing those Chrysalis monsters, Neospatian monsters, and being anti-burn. That's just... Nothing relevant is going on there. Um... Yeah, not much to say. That's it. One thing I forgot to mention is that this event gives out a new playmat of uh, Vampire's Domain, which I believe is um, one of the best card arts in the game. I did say that in a previous podcast. The Duel Links, I think the the Duel Assessment Awards show or whatever episode that was, but I did say that this was my favorite card art, so thank you. Konami for making it happen. We have a new game mat. Alright. So we're going to get to ranked duels update for August. I know uh, it's been a while (laughs) since August started. We're halfway through the month. But Malefic Force. Both of these cards are not uh, cards. They're not OCG, TCG cards. They're both video game exclusive cards. They seem to be doing that a lot with ranked duels. Alright, this is in the UR slot. Malefic Force. Trap card. Target one Malefic monster you control. That monster is unaffected by your opponent's spell effects when it's face up on the field. So this is a trap card that gives them an immunity to opponent spell effects. So it's like an invisible equip spell. That's not that bad, because um, it doesn't take up the space on the zone, and it gives them that immunity for the whole duel. So that's well, while it's still on the field, so that's great. If it gets flipped face down, I guess you lose those abilities. But what are you doing with spell effects? Like, how does that help you? The main thing is econ, getting hit by econ, flipping you over. Getting hit by Forbidden Lance. Um, that's it, I think. There are some like stray, like a field spell or some kind of continuous, maybe a um, Dark Magic Circle. I guess that's, this counters, that's pretty good, yeah. This counters Dark Magic Circle, banishing your Malefic Monster. So those are all those things that this card counters. This does not get countered by Trap Still. That's what kills this card. Um, you know, all those decks we saw in the tournament lists, Karma Cuts, your Phoenix Chains, your Paleozoic Canadians, your Wall of Ds, your um, Ultimate Providence, your Divine Wrath. This doesn't help you with any of that. So that's what hurts this card. Uh, it's nice to counter both, but that might make it a little too strong. Though the Malefic Archetype has never taken off, so... They could have used a card like that. I don't think, and they may they may have become busted actually. If you have like a four thousand beater who's immune to all spells and traps, I guess that's a balance. You make it bad. You make the card bad so they don't become abused. Like malefics would be pretty disgusting if if they had full immunity to stuff. Next card is in the R ticket slot. Power converter. Equip spell, equip only to a monster you control once per turn during your main phase 1. 
You can gain life points equal to half the attack of the equipped monster. If you do, the attack becomes zero until the end of this turn, even if this card leaves the field. This is a continual life point gain equip spell. It's kind of weird. And gaining life points is good for Aramages primarily. Evil Eye lose life points, so they might like to gain some back. Stall decks and some more other decks. Making the monster have zero attack is not good for Aramages or Evil Eye. Evil Eye, for one, runs a lot of equip spells, so they can't really use more equip spells. But Aramages... Uh, and Evil Eye, they both like to make a turn. They're stally to a certain point until they beef their monsters up, and then they're pretty strong. So they like to become aggressive when they're ready, and this card will just damper that. So this is more of a stall card. Equip it to a monster that sticks onto the board and doesn't leave, but it's a clunky equip spell, and overall probably not worth playing for any deck. I have a couple of repeated cards as well from the Pick a Gift campaign. These are the ones that kind of fill out the decks. Uh, fill, fill out the playsets, I mean. Gravekeeper's Assailant, we're getting a second copy. We only have one way back from when we unlocked the Shizu at the beginning of the game. Level 4, Gravekeeper, uh, Dark Spellcaster, 15-15. When this card declares an attack while Necro Valley's on the field, you can target a face of monster your point controls. Change that target's battle position. This was long overdue. We should have three copies of this card by now, but we have two. A lifetime ago, when this game first started, this card was pretty solid. Uh, Gravekeepers were meta-relevant even without a real Necro Valley. They had the, the Priestess as the Necro Valley, and she had to survive on the board. We're talking about primitive dual links here. So this guy could be like a 2,000 attacker. We have Necro Valley. Flips monsters to their weak side. Kind of like uh, Aramage Rosemary. That's the best comparison to this card. Similar attack. Flips them to their weak side. Yeah. Though, at this point, we do have a lot stronger Gravekeepers. They're more fusion-based. They have the Quintet Magician, and they also have the Supernaturalist. So... It's hard to say whether this card will ever even be played, but in the old battle position flipping thing that they did, it was a pretty solid card. Now this other card we're getting a third copy of, and it was also meta-relevant in the past. Order to Smash, Trap Card, target one level two or lower, non-token normal monster you control, attribute that monster if you do destroy two spells or traps your opponent controls. Now where was this used? This was part of Venus Shine Balls, because the Mystical Shine Balls were level 2 normal monsters, and Venus turboed them out of the deck, I believe. So, you would use this card to kind of clear their back row. So, at this, at this point, um, you are, this card does kind of like pay 2 to destroy 2, so it was like an even, even pay. Um, I don't think you need 3, though, because we always got 2... From the rewards and then the deck just died out from you know power creep and whatever so the third copy of this was never really necessary um i suppose it could work because there's a lot of back row nowadays but you know we're not really no one's playing mystical shine balls just because they got their third um order to smash all right so now it's time for the main event this week podcast question of the week and XZ's impressions. 
So this was in the remote dual invitational for Latin America where they teased XZs and this got the community going. We're about to wrap up the Synchro era. Zexel World seems to be on its way. We should be playing with Zexel World by next month. Um, right after this, KCGT wraps up. So my question was, what XZ's monsters do you expect to be released in Duel Links in the next month? What are some starter XZ's archetypes that would fit? And like I said before, I had no idea how to play XZ's. And I had to read a tutorial about it online. And I, I get that there are ranks, they're not levels. You overlay them. So the XZ's monsters has those two materials or more under the, under them. And those materials are not counted as monsters or spells or anything like that. So they're kind of like, it's a new type of cards. It's XZ's material. Um, the monster could get flipped face down and those materials are still on them. They're not considered part of the field when they're in XZ's material. There's a lot of rules to it. And like you can't abuse a Sangen to get sent away because it's not on the field. If you make, if a Sangen is not an XZ's material. So there's a lot of rules to it. I'm going to go through what everyone said, what XZ's monsters they like. And thanks to... Um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Neuron, an app by Konami. I'm going to look up these cards. This is not a very lightweight app. It's like running Duel Links again, so... Um, I'm just doing it for the sake of advertising here. Alright, so Yu-Gi-Oh! Deck Talk. Doug Dimmenduel, who provides you with weekly casual decks of the week, except for this week. Uh, he says Zodiacs. That's all he said. So let's look up Zodiacs. So I searched Zodiac on the app, and then they let me filter some more. So I'm going to look for XZs. Search. Alright, so from what I could tell, there's six Zodiac XZs cards. And some of these are not going to be ever in Duel Links. Zodiac Borbo is five level four monsters, so that's a no for Duel Links. Um, Zodiac Dryden is four level four monsters that's out and the rest are good so zodiac broad bowl see two level fours question mark question mark you can also xz summon broad bowl by using a zodiac monster you control with a different name this card gains attack and defense equal to the attack and defense of all zodiac monsters attached so it's a question mark, question mark, combination of two level fours. Alright. Zodiac Chakanine. It's also question mark, question mark. I guess all the Zodiacs, they gain attack and defense equal to the materials. Chakanine's also two level fours. They're kind of in the same boat. Um, Hammer Kong is three level four monsters. That will be a bigger one, obviously, because it's three monsters. Tiger Mortar is 3 level 4. So let's just look at the regular uh, Zodiacs without the XZs. I guess they're all effect monsters. So let's search that. Zodiac Bunny Blast, 800-800. Zodiac Cataroost, 800-1200. Zodiac Ram Ram, 400-2000. 
Zodiac Raptor zero zero, Thoroughblade sixteen hundred zero, Whiptails. Okay, so they're not they're not particularly strong, so these Zodiac monsters shouldn't have too much attack. Doug Dimadul likes them. Uh, Average Gatsby says, finish Fire Fist, Bujin, and give us more wind-ups, battling boxers, and Utopia ZW for memes. Also, buy Rory Raptors. A lot to dive into here. Um, Pro Bench, I'll just go back to jump to Pro Bench Warmer. He says, finish the Fire Fist archetype, finish Noble Knights, give us some generic XZs like Tornado Dragon. So, just because they both asked for Fire Fist, I'll look that up. Using this handy app, Firefist Search uh, XZs. There's only three of these, so three um, three Firefist XZs. There's Cardinal, two level four Firefists, 1800, 2200. You can detach two materials, target two Firefist formation cards in your graveyard or field. And two cards from your opponent's graveyard to face up in the field, shuffle into the deck. So, Cardinal's pretty strong. He lets you recycle two of your own cards. And then you remove two cards from the graveyard or on the field. So, it's a lot of hard removal or graveyard removal. For not too much attack. Firefist Lion Emperor is a two level three monster. 2200, 200, so high attack. You can detach one material from this card, target a fire monster in your graveyard, add it to your hand. This one's not too bad. Um, Cardinal seems kind of strong, but Lion Emperor seems about right. Tiger King is two level four Beast Warriors, 2200-1800. When it's XZ summoned, you can set a fire formation spell or trap directly from your deck. Once per turn, you can detach a material from this card, negate the effects of all face of monsters, uh, on the field, except for Beast Warriors. When this card is sent from the field to Graveyard, you can send three Fire Formation Traps you control to the Graveyard. Actually, it was too long for that. Black card's not too bad either, because we we already have um, Witchcrafters who negate uh, effects, so that does the same thing. Alright, uh, what else did he ask for? Bujins. So there's four... Bujin XZ's Amaterasu is 3 level 4's. Hagusuchi, 2 level 4's. Susanoo is 2 level 4's. Tsukuyomi is 2 level 4's. So Amaterasu... Let's see. Target one of your banished level 4 lower monsters. Special summon the target. Okay. And this is just 3 monsters, 3 Bujins... Or 2600, 2500. Doesn't seem too strong. I guess if the Bujin monsters are using their effects, um, it could work out. Kagutsuchi. When it's XD summoned, send the five cards from your deck to the graveyard. Gains 100 attack for each Bujin. And then they they get the effects off of all the Bujin beasts. What sucks about Neuron is you can't read the whole effect unless you click on the card. And XZ's cards have a lot of effects. Susanoo, uh, this card can attack all monsters your opponent controls once. Detach an XZ's, take a Bujin monster from your deck, send it to the graveyard. Okay, that's not bad. That's 
that's a nice ability to use those abilities. And Sukuyomi, I have to click on the card. Attach a material from this card, send your entire hand to the graveyard, draw two. That's pretty strong. Alright, so those are Bujins, Windups, and Average Gatsby asks for a lot. Wind up. Alright, so there's four Wind Up XZs. They're all kosher for Duel Links because they don't take up too much space. Arsenal Zenmayo is two level fives. 2600, 1900. Detach an XZs to target two set cards and destroy them. Pretty strong. It's pretty strong, but it's not like... I think you could counter it, right? Can you chain to this? I don't know if you... Can you chain to this detach XZs material? That's the... That's how you tell if this card's st too strong or not. Carrier Zenmaiety. Two level threes, 1515. Detach an XZs, special summon a windup from your hand or deck. Okay. Zen mains, two level threes, 1500, 2100. If this would be destroyed, detach an XZs instead. If this effect was used, target one card, destroy it. This is a nice card. Um, kind of stall control card. Zen Meister is 1900, 1500, two level fours. It's 300 attack for each XZs attached to it, so it's going to be like 2500. And target, you can detach an XZ's target a face of monster you control. Change that to face down. Okay, it's like a flipper. What else? Badland boxers. Hope I get this right. The is it battling boxer? I can't find it. Screw it. All right, I'm I'm gonna. That's enough for uh, average Gatsby. Couldn't one two one. Number 17, Levier and Utopia. Wouldn't be surprised if they added Dante, though. Let's look up number 17. Number 17 is Leviathan Dragon. Two level 3 monsters, 2,000 attack, 0 defense. Once per turn, you can detach an XZ's material from this card. This card gains 500 attack. If this card has no XZ's material, it cannot attack your opponent directly. Interesting. So this becomes like a twenty. It's just a beater. Okay, I'm not. I'm not. That, that, that can fly. That's not bad. Um, Levy Air. If I spelled right, Levy Air the Sea Dragon. Two level three monsters. Eighteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Once per turn, you can detach a material from this card. Target one banished level four lower monster. Special summon it to your field. Okay, I'm okay with that. And Utopia. Everyone's talking about Utopia. I think it's an anime card. Like 39 or something? Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Utopia cards. So the original Utopia. Two level 4 monsters. 2500 attack. 2000 defense. When a monster declares an attack, you can detach a material from this card and negate the attack. If this card is targeted for an attack while it has no material, destroy this card. Okay. This is a fair card. For for such like a well known card, it's pretty boring. Okay, um let's talk about bench. Noble Knights. Oh, I like Noble Knights. There's three Noble Knight XZs. Artor Artorigus, King of Noble Knights, two level fours. Most of them are level four, so that's good. 
2000-2000. When this is XD summoned, you can target three noble arms equipped spells with different names from a graveyard. Damn. Equip those cards to this card. Once per turn, you can detach an XD's material, destroy any number of those spells or traps. Oh, destroy any number of spells or traps equal to the number of noble arms equipped spells. I can't tell if this is too good or not, but um, being able to get three noble arms equipped spells is pretty good. Sacred Noble Knight of King Arturigis. These names get a little clunky. Two level fives. So that's going to be difficult for this guy because there aren't a ton of level fives. It's like the... Um, I have the Welsh name. I forgot what it's called. 2200-2200. When this is XD summoned, you can target three noble arms in your graveyard. Equip those. So it's the same ability. Once per turn, detach an XDs from this card. Target one monster in the field. Destroy it. This card is sent from the field to the graveyard. Target a level four special summon. Okay, so this is like a one control monster. So the first one hit back row, but it could hit like mass back row. This second one can target a monster. That's okay. That's We see that already. Sacred Noble Knight of King Kustin. 1500, 2500. You can detach any number of materials from this card. Target them in cards your opponent controls. Return them to the hand. So this bounces stuff. If this card is destroyed by battle or card effect and sent to the graveyard special summon a Noble Knight XDs from your extra deck, it seems pretty strong. We do have a lot of Noble Knights, though, and not too many XZs. They might just drop in one, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Torn uh, Branch also asked for a Tornado Dragon. Two level 4 monsters, 2100, 2000. Once per turn, quick effect, detach material, target a spell or trap on the field, destroy it. Yep. This is kind of like the perfect starter XZs monster, from what I could tell. Michael... Marathi ZZ. I hope for Raid Raptor or Phantom Knight. Raid Raptor. Okay, so we got 12 Raid Raptors. I'm not going to read them all. Yeah, this is too much work. I mean, the Raid Raptors, there's some that's like two level sevens. There's one that's like two level, three level twelves. Like, how is this guy going to get on the field? Like, what's going to happen with this guy? He's not going to make it in duel links. Three level twelves, come on. And they all have a lot of effects, so I can't really read them. Sorry. Phantom Knight. There's only two Phantom Knights. Cool. The Phantom Knight of Breaksword. Two level threes, 2,000, 1,000. Once per turn, you can detach a material from this card. Target one card. You control and one card your opponent controls. Destroy them, okay? If this XZ's monster is destroyed, you can target two Phantom Knights with the same level in your graveyard. Special summon them. Increase their levels by one. Uh, also, you can't special summon monsters for the rest of the turn except for Darks. Phantom Knights of Cursed Javelin, 2 level 2, 1600, 0. You can detach a material from this card, target one face of monster opponent controls until the end of his turn, change its attack to 0. It's kind of like uh, Crimson Fox. If this is a quick effect, if this card has the Phantom Knights card as its material, 
Okay, this is not a bad card. We, we really have Crimson Fox, so it's not too strong. Mage of Ancients asked for Maldoche. This is also very likely because we already have Maldoche. There's three Maldoche monsters. They're all kosher for duelings because they only take two each. This is Maldoche Pudding Cess Chocolate a la Mode. Uh, it requires two level 5 earth monsters, so that's very specific. 2500 attack, 2200 defense. XZ summon this card by using a rank 4 or lower Maldoche XZs as material. Okay, so this... Oh, this one's interesting, because you could use the XZs as part of it, but then they gain the material. So this card can get super stacked with materials. You could get like... You could get like four. No, um... Three. Three materials on it. If you use two XZs monsters to make this, you'll have four materials. That's a lot of materials. Once per turn, you can target a Maldoche in your graveyard shuffle to deck. That's what they do. While this card has Pudding Cess as material... When a Maldoche card you in your graveyard is shuffled to the deck, you can detach your material special summon a Maldoche in your deck in attack or defense. It's like a master facilitator of shuffling cards from the graveyard to the deck, special summon from the deck. Here is Queen Tiramisu, 2 level 4 Maldoches, 2200 attack, 2100 defense. Once per turn, detach an XZs from this card, target 2 Maldoches in your graveyard, shuffle them into the deck. Also, Shuffle cards your opponent controls into the deck up to the number of Maldoches returned. Pretty strong. It might become like tier 1 if this is a card. Last Souffle. Uh, 2 level 4 Maldoche, 1800, 2500. Quick effect, detach material from this card. Target 1 Maldoche monster on the field. This card, this turn, that face of monster is unaffected by monster effects except for its own. The Maldoche monster card is sent to the graveyard. While this is on the field, you can shuffle two cards from the graveyards into the decks. So this counter is kind of like um, graveyard effects. And I guess I think I might need to get those old Maldoche cards with my extra gems now. I might need to abandon my search for Coral Dragon. Finally, Fredbird10. He wants uh, Dark Rebellion Dark. I also want Utopia, but I already talked about that. Oh, let's see, search. Let's go look up Dark Rebellion. I don't think Dark Rebellion Dark is a card. Alright, so we got three Dark Rebellion XZs. Let's go through them. One of them is not going to fly because it's a Pendulum Monster. So Supreme King Dragon Dark Rebellion's out. Here's Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon. That's kind of a dumb name because it's like the name of it is already in it. It's like it's like if uh, Stardust Dragon was called Stardust Dragon Synchro. <laughs> but anyways, two level four monsters, twenty five hundred, two thousand. You can detach two materials from this card, then target one face up monster your opponent controls. Its attack becomes its half its attack. This card gains. Oh wow, this is pretty good. It's like this card like gains like Ryoku on on the opponent. But it's a battle. It's a battle step. So we've seen worse. 
Alexander becomes like a 6,000. So we've seen worse. Dark Requiem XZ's Dragon. Three level fives. 3,500. There's a lot of effects. If this card has Dark Rebellion XZ's Dragon as the material, it gains these effects. Once per turn, detach a material. Target a face-up. It changes its attack to zero. This card gains attack. Wow. Okay, so... Yeah, same thing where it siphons the attack away. When your opponent activates a monster effect, quick effect, attach material, and negate the activation, destroy it, special summon XZ's. Okay. These cards are pretty good, but they're, um... They're all dependent on battle, so they're, they can be countered. They're not too strong, I think. Alright, so that was my exploration of XZ's monsters with the community. I learned a lot. Um, this kind of helps you... I guess that that comment about me buying Maldoche cards is kind of premature because I'm like expecting Maldoches, but you know, Konami could just pull some trick and they don't, pull, they don't give us any Maldoches, so, you know... I at your own caution, but do know that if you have max gems, those gems do expire in a month. So if you have to use gems for that purpose, then go ahead. But I'm kind of hyped for XZs. I'm going to lose a ton of games because I don't know how to play them. But hey, we get, we're going to get a new world. We're going to get... You know what I'm... You know what I, I, I'm disappointed by? No one told me what XZs we're going to get for free from Zexel World. Like, I have no idea. I think, well, some of the ones they mentioned, I probably Utopia will will get one for free, I think, because Utopia is an anime card. But if you know, like, the main characters in Zexel, you know what which ones we're going to get for free, right? Like, so no one told me those. I'm sure we're going to get those cards, but... Like, I don't think anyone mains Maldoche in the Zexel anime. I could be wrong, but... Anyways, uh, thanks for the community for contributing to the podcast question of the week. It was fun looking through all those XZ's monsters for my first impressions on them. Alright, upcoming news. Dual Quests, I don't know where we're getting from Dual Quest. Tag Dual Tournament, new UR card Star Blast, SR Sacred Defense Barrier, Mission Circuit, Raid Dual, Dimensional Disaster. We get Aigami, finally. That should be next week, right? No, wait. That's going to be the week after. So next week's going to be a Tag Dual. And then the week after, before the tournament, during the tournament, also is Aigami. And then the KCGT main tournament, August 29th. That is it for the podcast. Thank you very much for listening to the dual assessment. Um, subscribe, listen anywhere. All these notes are going to be on the dualassessment.wordpress.com. Email me with anything at the dualassessment at gmail.com and find me on Twitter, dual underscore assessment. All right, thanks. See you next time.